You are listening to the Hockey Heaven Podcast. And now, a 24th Stanley Cup banner will hang from the rafters of the famous Forum in Montreal. The Canadians win the Stanley Cup. Hey everybody and welcome to episode 5. Today we're going to be talking about the, what's going on in the second round and we're going to cover the giveaway, some stuff that's happening with the Oilers, Rangers, uh, Maple Leafs and we're also going to touch on the sad events that with uh, Jason Bosford. But first we just want to apologize that the episode's kind of late this week. We've been dealing with a special guest that we're trying to get on uh, and we are hopefully going to be on next week so you know stay tuned for that. It's going to be great. Um, but alas, we have to uh, welcome uh, somebody up to Hockey Heaven, uh, Jason Botchford, a reporter for the uh, Athletic and uh, 10, 1040 ETSN. Uh, I'm going to pan it off to Ben just to say some words about him. And uh, yeah, take it away, Ben. Yeah, uh, you know, obviously a really sad event uh, over last weekend. Uh, Jason Botchford passed away. Uh, he was a extremely well-respected reporter in Vancouver. Um, you know, he was a guy that, he was the, the main reporter of the Vancouver Canucks. Uh, everyone knew who he was, whether it was, you know, a lot of people really didn't agree with what he had to say. He, he liked to stir the pot, uh, which was why I loved him. Uh, he was just an awesome, awesome reporter, awesome guy. Uh, and then all these stories are coming out about just how, uh, like, actually cool of a person he was. Uh, so on you know, a sad day uh, in Vancouver, uh, you know, he's he was going to be a legend for sure, probably media hall of fame here uh, in Vancouver. So it's really too bad. Uh, as he leaves behind uh, three kids as well. He's only 48 years old. So, uh, you know, just big rest in peace to him. And, uh, you know, really, really sad event. And, uh, you know, Vancouver is really going to be missing him. Uh, there'll be a hole in the media section without him here, for sure. For sure. And definitely, guys, I know that the some, some people have started up a GoFundMe page for the family. Just, you know, you can give some donations and help support them. So um, definitely, you know, check that out. I, I believe it's GoFundMe. Uh, if you just look up up on Twitter, I'm sure you yeah. can find it. Yeah, it's on. So. It's the it's the pin tweet on TSN 1040s uh, home account right. too. There, there you go. So uh, definitely sh- show some support to um to them, and yeah, condolences to the family. And it's just terrible news. Yeah. On a little bit of a brighter note, uh, we've did a little uh, giveaway the last couple of weeks, and uh, today we're gonna announce the winner. So a little, can we get a drum Let's roll? Get a drum roll. Winner uh, goes to Chase Anderson. Uh, his Twitter Twitter account is at Anderson underscore Chase. So uh, if you're listening to this and you haven't checked your Twitter DM, check your Twitter DM. Uh, I'll be I'll be DMing you from the Hockey Heaven account. So uh, congratulations, yeah, congratula- man. congratulations, man! Thanks for the the retweets, all the likes you throw it you threw in, and uh, yeah, free twenty five bucks. So congrats. So with that all out of the way. Let's jump into the second round. Um, some the pretty. Second it's, round it's of been, the playoffs. Yeah, it's been pretty even, guys. Hey. Oh, except for one series that's already over. <laughs> yeah, that just, ended, <laughs> that just ended today. Um, no, it's been it's been crazy even. 
Yeah, the, um, the, like I said from the start, the New York Islanders were a fraud team. I'm not sure really what happened with Pittsburgh. They, uh, they shit the bed for sure, and, and now the Islanders are getting exposed to the team they are, and it was held up by Barry Trotz and some, some good goaltending. Carolina took care of them pretty easily, 4 nothing, and they're on to round three. So let's just let's just you know kind of wrap up that series. Uh, you you know you touch on how the Islanders are a fraud. Um, does that mean like is Carolina a fraud too, or do you or do you think they're for real? Like, what's the thoughts that you guys have there? Because I definitely have a strong opinion on that. I can't oh, wait to man. hear yours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, same here. I don't think Carolina's like Stanley Cup contender this year. Yeah, they're going to the third round, but. I, I think they're going to get beat out by either Boston or Columbus. Those two teams are just are too good. And if they prove me wrong, then all the power to them. That'd be a f- really fun uh, to see them in the finals just because of how the nature of that locker room and the nature of that team. Um, I actually... Uh, I want to give a shout out to all the fans in Carolina that supported that team through yes, the yeah. thick and thin. They didn't mm-hmm. have the greatest attendance, but for the fans that did show up, props to them for sticking around. And I hope you guys are enjoying what's going on down there. That arena has been nuts. That arena has been absolutely oh, nuts yeah. in the playoffs. And it's been fun to watch, man. It's been really fun to watch. The best part about their season is they're not only drawing fans for this year. They're drawing a fan base that it's going to continue to support them for years to come. Yeah, just with fantastic. all the storm surge stuff, and you know, you don't see people staying behind if a team's up five one with five minutes left. They're leaving the arena. It's the yep. same thing in any sport, basketball. Like the people will leave in Carolina. They're staying till the end. They want to see that team celebration. That's awesome. It sucks they're not doing it for the playoffs. I kind of understand why, but uh, you know, they're a fun team to get behind and. Uh, the only reason I'm not cheering for them is probably 2006. So <laughs> <laughs> that's true. I forgot about that. Yeah, uh, yeah, um, but uh, I'm glad they beat the Islanders for sure. Well, that that city and that or that state, you know, I think they've really been starved of like success from a sports team, right? I mean, I know they have the Carolina Panthers in the NFL, uh, and I believe their NBA team is the Charlotte Hornets. I'm, yeah. I'm not 100 percent sure, and they haven't had the greatest success. I know. I think MJ owns that team. Yeah, but does. most of the success in that state has come from their college basketball teams. You know, like I know Duke is there in North Carolina. I'm pretty sure. Um, uh, yeah, so I'm a Tar Heels fan, so there's college uh, teams pretty much. Yeah, and those th- those schools have had a lot of success, right? So, uh, I think this is really huge for that for that you know area of states. Uh, like they've been starved for since since the Hurricanes last won the the cup, right? The last yeah. whatever years. It, 2006 right so it's 13 years it's been since they made the playoffs like once since then yeah so you know i think florida like the panthers i think to the coyotes to some extent like these teams need to like kind of maybe look at what the hurricanes did from a branding perspective and try to really um emulate that because there's a lot of success from the the bunch of jerks uh you know (laughs) brand name there and it and honestly like i was kind of like against them too i was like yeah these guys are a bunch of jerks like i I was literally like i was don cherry i was totally i was against the against the celebrations i I didn't i didn't like the celebrations or anything but then as i watched this team play and i watched the fans and how they got behind them like yeah i don't know something something changed to me and i just went you know what no good for them um i might not like the celebrations i might think it's kind of stupid but you know what if i was a hurricanes fan like thinking from their perspective i would love it I would, I would absolutely love it. So I'm so curious. Do you curious think Terry would change his mind? 
He okay. That's what I was gonna say. I'm super curious to see what Cherry's gonna say. He's gonna because I watched talking in Canada stream yesterday, and he's gonna comment on it uh, tomorrow. I think he said he's, he has some some segment about it. So I'm curious to see what he says uh, on the intermission. And that's why he is so good. Like that's why he's still on TV because people are interested in seeing what he has to say, even though it's batshit crazy half the time. Yeah, I'm not a big Don Cherry fan. I know there's some Kuznetsov news with him too. Uh, Kuznetsov yeah. definitely called called him out and. Yeah. In a Russian interview, he said he was a clown. Yeah. So. Oh, I hope they call him out. If he's if Don Cherry's going to call out Russian players, European players, and I hope they he's call him get right it back. back out. And here's the thing: like Don Cherry, he's way past his prime. His most of his stuff is shit. Like the most things he says is just like, "What the hell is he talking about?" But he yeah, is still so entertaining to watch. Like I love that. <laughs> I love watching him. That guy. <laughs> that guy plays a desk piano better than anybody I've ever seen. Let oh me tell yeah. You. Oh yeah. Let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> do you guys know um, how he pronounces Tivo Teravainen? I uh, did. You, you, know you know how he pronounced? You know how he pronounced Kokanyemi? He went uh, Packer Yami. That was his name <laughs> That's for Kokanyemi. He went Coker. He went Coca. Pa- Packer, yeah, whatever the hell his name is. And I was just like, what? what? That's not even close. He called uh, Jacob Marks from Jacob Markinson. Uh, that's uh, that's a good one. It's just brutal. <laughs> hey, at least he can get Crosby's name, right? That's all that matters. And McDavid, right? Well, all the and Canadian kids yeah, you can get right. Yeah, yeah. All the Ontario kids especially, too. <laughs> um, okay, well, let's jump back into the... the we kind of got away from the playoff series there, but... Yeah, sorry. <laughs> um, so I, I guess I'll kind of give my take. Um... So I, I honestly see this team in the next round, if they play Boston, if they play Columbus, I'm starting to think about it, and I think they might have a chance to really win because I'm watching this Columbus and Boston series, and these two teams are beating the crap out of each other. Oh, yeah. Like, that oh, that series is a goddamn awesome. war. It's, oh, yeah, it's, it's so awesome, awesome to watch. But, the, the so the Hurricanes are starting to get the, some, some bodies back. They got Svechnikov back. They got Martinuk back. I know Mrazic is hurt. And hopefully, because they swept the Islanders, they that gives them some break. time yeah. to yeah get a break and get healthy again, because they're gonna need them. I, I know McElhinney did a good job, but yeah, I mean he's Curtis McElhinney. Um, yeah, he's a backup goalie. So, um, but no, I think that this team, you know, the, they they're gonna have some time to rest and regenerate. And I think that you know Rob Brennanmore, he's got this belief in this group, right, that they can do it. And if they go out and they play, you know, this style of game against the, either the Blue Jackets or the Bruins, uh, who are already beat up, and maybe that that series goes to seven, um, I think they have a chance. So I'm not saying that they can win the cup or anything, but I'm giving them a chance. And I think that, you know, next series, I, I, whoever they play, I think it's going to go six or seven games as well. That's, that's my thoughts. Agreed. So, um. I think a prolonged break might be the the death of them to keep that intensity up, especially uh, not starting at home ice um, if they play against uh, the Bruins. Uh, I think if they get home ice advantage against the against Columbus, sorry, they'll have a chance to win that series. But if you go up against the Bruins coming out of uh, out of there, going down to nothing, it's going to be hard to come back from. See, I would say the same thing, but when you I, like, I thought the same thing for Columbus coming off round one. But they, you know, they've looked strong and they've come out and played really well. Uh, so it's different for each team, obviously. But uh, that rest doesn't worry me as much as it used to, and especially with Carolina, I think they could really use it just because they're so beaten and bruised. That's fair. Right? At the same time, like Carolina is getting propelled by their fans. Like that crowd oh, yeah. is absolutely ridiculous to the to a different level than any other team has in this playoff so far. So. 
uh, I will yeah, say fair points on both sides. I will say that the uh, to your point though, you know, if they come out, maybe they're a little sluggish and they lose game one, maybe they lose game two. Um, they, they were down two zero against Washington too, right? They yep. came back, and that was against the defending Stanley Cup champions. So they can definitely do it. And I always, you know, going back to all my days playing hockey, one of the strongest things that stuck with me from my days playing junior was my coach, you know, always told us, he said, even when we lost game one or we didn't have home ice, he always said, we're not in trouble until we lose at home, boys. That's like, right. Until, That's until, the we lose at, until we lose at home, we have a chance. All we got to do, if it's a seven game series, all you got to do is take one game off the other team at, in their rink and then win all your games at home and you win the series. So, yep. Um, yeah, I mean, if they come out and lose both games away, that sucks, but the, I, the way that Brendan Moore has his team rolling, I think that they believe they can win, so, um, it's yeah, that's pretty, my thoughts. It's pretty hard to be sluggish in front of that crowd, like, when you're at home in front of that, yeah. like, you can't... They'll wait, they wake you up super... Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah, you gotta just, be so get you going. pumped up and just yeah. revving ready to go. The crowd it's, is just, uh, it's, it's a massive smelling salt. Yeah, it gets all the points going. You know what I mean? <laughs> Everybody walks in the building. They go, "Whoa! Oh my God! Yeah, we're we're ready to play. Let's go!" So, fair enough. Okay, right, well, we touched on the other series, Columbus Boston, tied it two yeah, so far. Let's jump in that one. Yeah. What What are your thoughts, Zane, on that series so far? Uh, what we already said this. What a war. You know, you see the antics that Marchand's able to pull off and just, you know, oh. that's classic Brad Marchand right there. You're giving someone a oh, tap yeah. in the head. That's not worth a suspension. Like, the guy, he tapped oh, no. him. He gave him a love tap. Uh, you can fine him, but uh, that's people calling up for a suspension. They're completely unrealistic. Uh, Brad Marchand is doing that stuff, and he's being a pest out there. When I go and play hockey, that's what I'm doing as well. I'm giving guys a little shots. I'm chirping them. I'm trying to get into their skin as much as possible. I'm a little guy. I gotta, you gotta do yeah, those brave. things to. Oh, <laughs> Zane's 110 pounds soaking wet. So, uh, I'm going to go Whoa, and annoy people. 110. Oh. Settle down. What, 90? 90? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, you know what? People hate Brad Marchand. I completely respect the game that he plays, and I would love to have him on my team. And I, if you think otherwise, you're crazy. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, I am, I'm a little on the fence though. I don't know. I don't know which side of the fence I'm on for the, uh, the whole suspension thing, punch in the back of the head because my concussion side of me is like, man, that's a dangerous play. I think he should at least get a fine. Like, I thought he should have got a fine. Yeah. I the don't part, know if it's suspension worthy, but yeah. the part that he's also me, Brad though, Marchand. Right? Yeah. No, the part that bugs me is when he did it, you seem to skate away. Like he like doesn't do it and stand there and like wait for someone to respond he just kind of yeah. does it and skits like dude oh you're oh yeah such a bitch gets in their head <laughs> oh oh it pisses me off that pissed me off to watch but definitely not suspension worthy in my in my opinion fine worthy 100 percent suspension no it, it, actually since we're on like the suspension thing did you guys see that uh brock nelson when he tapped curtis mclaney on the top of the head after he scored oh, oh yeah so, oh you yeah see that? I would have thrown my stick oh, at yeah. Nelson. I would have <laughs> lost my absolute mind. And I know, uh, like, Kelly Rudy and Nick Kiprios were kind of debating and talking about it yeah. on the, um, uh, what do they call it now? Like, after hours or whatever? Yeah. After the, the after the game. And Kelly Rudy was like, I can't believe the guy did that. And Nick Kiprios was like, oh, it's, you know, it's fine, whatever. But, yeah. Well, sticking on that, did you see Bishop get hacked in the back? Oh, that yeah, was we'll, fantastic. We'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. But uh, I definitely think the helmet thing, like it was just like a, 
not even it was less than what Marchand did. It was like a touch yeah, on the head. I just yeah. thought it was hilarious. I, I, I just w- thought it was funny. I really wish that happened to Robin Lehner just to see what oh, would have happened. Because <laughs> yeah. if you don't know, no, Robin Lehner really. is a hot head. Oh, like this yeah. guy can get angry. And yeah. oh, that would have been fun to watch. Yeah, it would have been nuts. Um, okay, we uh, who's coming out so of that much series? Is, it's it's just so much has happened in, the, in the second round that we're jumping all over the place. But <laughs> uh, let's bring it back. Okay, so I know I originally said five, and then I was like, okay, you know what? No, I got to cool it down, and then I switched to six games yeah. for Columbus. I'm I'm now gonna back it off again. I think this is gonna go the full seven. Either, you're I, you're I, with I Zane and so. I now, right? I think yeah, Zane yeah. yeah. Seven. <laughs> um, but but we're all Columbus, right? Rask, I think Rask has really stepped up his game and he's played pretty well. He looks good. Uh, he looks better than he did. He he looks like he did in Game Seven of the Maple Leaf series. Mm-hmm. My worry about that though is when are we going to see the old Rask start start to creep in? Like, is can he keep it going through this whole run that they're going to go on? Right? Because we know I know that Rask he has these ebbs and flows where he goes hot and then he goes cold. Right? So yeah, he scares me quite a bit, and I'm still going to take Columbus in seven on this one. Um, Good call. Are you are you still going Columbus, Ben? Yeah, Columbus is seven. And you're still going Boston there, Zany? I've had the Bruins for the cup from the start of my bracket. However, in the one money fantasy pool I'm in, I have some Columbus players left. <laughs> so this one is a huge toss-up for me. Oh. I won't be disappointed. I love this series and, and how great it's been. Predicted this one coming out of round two, and I'm so happy that's happening, and I'm just loving every second of it. Don't care who wins. So, do we, like, is, has this playoffs run changed your guys' opinion on Bobrovsky at all? Oh, uh, it, it's changed for everyone. Yeah. It's changed yeah. for everyone, yeah. So, so he's going to free agency. Like, what is this guy going to make in free agency? He's won the Vesna twice. Now he's taking a team into the second. If he can beat the Bruins here and take them to a conference final, are we thinking like nine do you think million? He gets, 10 million? Do, I'm thinking. Well, do you Curry think he gets price? Yeah, yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Do you think he yeah. gets price money? Just because he's a UFA in the open market, he he might be getting carry price money. A team might be desperate to get that goaltender, and uh, I can see it happening. Someone might pull the trigger. Florida Panthers. But does Florida have twenty million dollars in cap? To dish out to Panarin and Bobrovsky. Uh, well, they can't go both. They got to choose one of the two. Yeah, and I, I think, think the bigger need Panarin. the bigger. Uh, see, the, but that's I think that's wrong. Because they need a the goalie. Bigger, famous goalie. Yeah. Yeah. They, they have scoring. Panarin can go to New York. We'll no. get to them later. We'll get to them later. Let's no let's more keep New going. York. Let's keep going with the playoffs here. <laughs> yeah. And uh, we kind of touched on Ben Bishop getting slashed. Let's move over to, to Dallas and St. Louis. Well, Ben Bishop got slashed twice. I don't know if you guys saw that. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he got and I loved every second of it because I hate Ben Bishop. I can't stand yeah, that him? guy. Oh, I hate him. <laughs> have you seen it? Okay, real quick. Have you seen He reminds me of Mike Smith. Oh, God. I like have. diving everywhere. He dives all yeah. the time. And he's have always you seen, there. Have you seen his run-ins with uh, Brandon Prust? They've had like three. If you no. haven't, if anyone has it, look oh, it up. Oh wait, on, yeah, I um, have. Look Brandon, it up Brandon on YouTube. Prest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've had like three different runs. It's so funny. He, when he, when he was with Montreal, yeah, yeah, when he yeah, was yeah. Montreal, he used to yeah. bully the yeah. shit out of him. <laughs> so what's going on there? Is he is he just out playing the puck too much and like trying to get in people's way? Like, what's the what's the deal? Why does people? He's uh, he just soft. flops. He flops. He, he okay. He's a big, massive guy, right? Yeah, yeah. So big guys when they're moving side to side, like I don't know if you guys noticed this, but when guys are going behind the net on him. And he goes tries to go post to post, and he goes down on his knees. 
he actually hurts himself and puts himself in these really awkward positions a lot of the time because he's so big and lanky. Mm-hmm. And it, like, it's the same thing when he goes behind the net. He tries to use his big body to block guys and give his forwards and defensemen more space. And sometimes he gets touched. And because he's so big and lanky, he gets hit. He twists in these awkward positions and he gets hurt. So, yeah, like, uh, I, don't, I don't like you can blame the players. You can blame him a little bit. He's also got a reputation of diving. So I don't know. I definitely thought it should have been a two minute penalty for slashing. That was my take on. Oh the whole, yeah. Yeah. I agree. Like, that was pretty ridiculous. He two ended him in the back. I don't. I don't yeah. care if I hate the guy or not. That's a penalty. Oh, it's a penalty. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. I did like the. the end? I, well, I liked the response from Jamie Ben. Like, if you're gonna slash our goalie, I'm gonna go after your goalie. And then yeah. Jordan Binnington was like, "Hell no, man." And I don't know <laughs> if you guys know anything about Jordan Binnington, but that guy's almost worse than Robin Lehner. He's, He's a hothead. Like, half. Look yeah. up his look up his AHL highlights, man. That guy's been in like three or four brawls. Yeah, yeah I was he, actually surprised about that. He's he seemed kind of more calm, at least in the first. Do series. I look angry? <laughs> tell me if i look nervous you know like he, he that guy can snap he's like it's always it's always the quiet ones that get you it's oh, always yeah. the quiet ones always yeah well he is cracking not just uh mentally but uh with goals as well uh, dallas is getting to him i don't think he i don't think he's playing bad though well, they're putting uh, in they're putting the puck in the net that's all that matters well i mean almost all their goals are like cross crease passes going in the net right I mean, I think three of the four that they, that he got scored on in the last game were like cross crease in the back of the net, and yeah, I, like I don't think it's his fault. I think that St. Louis needs to tighten it up a little bit. Yeah, I think so too. I actually think they might lose this series, like uh, in six. Yeah, the way they're playing, I don't like how they're playing at all. Um, I'm, so I'm actually thinking of swapping my pick here, and I think I think this might be a odd take, but I think that Dallas might be one of my favorites i think the winner of this series is going to win the stanley cup grayson are you on the wild card chaos squad i am yeah that's me i'm <laughs> i'm hello guys i've joined the, the group um i <laughs> what I is happening the in these playoffs I have, I have drank the kool-aid and i am here carolina's gone to round three Columbus i don't think it's crazy to see a dallas hurricanes final i really don't I oh, dallas and carolina how terrible yeah. does that sound it, it I think awful. it would be. It really I think it'd be awesome to see Jamie Ben win a cup, though. I really like Jamie Ben. Oh, as I do, much I as do not like me, him. <laughs> as much as it would hurt me to see Ben Bishop raise the cup in the air, uh, I'm a real Jamie Ben fan. Yeah, he might hurt his shoulder and flop with the cup. Is Jordy Ben still a Hab? <laughs> Is that why? Because his brother plays for the jo- Habs. Jordy Ben? I'm not a big Jordy Ben fan, but I just I I really love how Jamie Ben plays. I think he's one of my favorite players in the league. So, like, I would take him on the Habs in a heartbeat. I'd pay that guy like. Guys Whatever he peaked, wants, though. Yeah, but I mean, I think he deserves a cup. I mean, I think he's a great story. He came out of the. He's a fifth. I think he's a fifth yeah. round pick, right? Yeah. Comes Would you give him a Shea Weber HL. contract? Would I give? No. No. You said whatever he wants. <laughs> well, no, I don't mean like right now. <laughs> I messing. meant like when you know, like when he was. Well, when in he, his prime. That contract. In his prime. Yeah, in yeah. his prime. If... Prime Jamie Ben, I would give him whatever he wants. Like that's that's one of the guys in the league that I'd be like, here, help yeah, help take yeah. me to the promised land. You know what I mean? Like if uh if they win the cup, does he like do an on ice video and tell his owner to go fuck himself? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Jamie Jamie Ben and Tyler Sagan were right, trade me, I'm out of here. Yeah. yeah. Suck it. Get me the fuck out of here, yeah, no. Um 
But no, seriously, like, I think the way that Dallas is playing, and it's not even because of their top line. That second line with Rope hints, like, that guy's a player, man. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah he came out of nowhere. And yeah. Jason Dickinson is starting to play, like, really, really well. He was a first round. I think he went, he was a 29th overall pick a couple years ago. Yeah. And he looks good. He's a big guy. Like, that's a big team. They looks, they're scary good. Like, scary against good. any, like, they, like, I think that team matches up really well against uh, any of the, the three teams left in the East, too, right? Because that's how all those teams want to play. They want to dump the puck in, forecheck, use their body, and Dallas and St. Louis, which is why I think that they have a real chance to win the Cup, either of those mm-hmm. two teams, they're both big teams, right? Mm-hmm. Every single one of St. Louis's defensemen is over six feet tall. It will they're be... a massive team. Oh, it'll be interesting to see uh, if they do get through the St. Louis Blues, how they match up against the other two teams that are that are left on the west side. Colorado, the the young, fast, skilled oh, Avalanche, oh, and, hang the, on, hang and on, the veteran. Hang on. hang on, before we go to them, can we talk about Miro Heiskanen for a second? Because that kid is unbelievable. He's yeah, and and I I know that you were talking about him to be in the Calder conversation in our first episode, and I might be on board with you now. Bennington out, him really in. really good. Yep, take uh, out Bennington. I don't know. I, I don't I don't know, man. Well, you can't judge it off the playoffs. Bennington. You gotta you gotta just it's a regular season. No no no. But no, I know he was really he, like he was damn like you made that point. I think he, he was using. He looks so good. He was good in the regular season. Yeah, he, he was fantastic it. in the regular season. Just because he didn't have the point totals that Dolan did, he was playing more minutes. He was playing against tougher competition. He, uh, I'm not sure who his D partner is. Um, uh, I don't know either, actually. Uh, it's probably Mathot or... He might be playing with Klingberg. They might have him on the first pairing. I, I gotta pay closer attention. Because I, I, was, I was just about to say, I think he's the best defenseman on that team. And he's 19. And, and that's with John Klingberg there, right? Mm-hmm. Let's see. I think he's so better than him. Seems like he played the most with Roman Polak this year. Okay. Yikes! And then secondary option, uh, he played with uh, Klingberg. Yeah. Okay. So I think right now they got him playing with Klingberg. That's their top pairing. That's smart. Which is well, absolutely mental. Well, if he's because... carrying Roman Polak, that's even more impressive in my opinion. Yeah. It's um, true. <laughs> but, I mean, Ben Bishop was quoted saying he's a Hall of Famer. Oh, he will 19, be. Right? He will be. Yeah. So. Uh, that he, kid looks good. That's all I wanted to say. I just want to give you some credit for putting him in the caller conversation. Uh, Miro Heiskanen is kicking off a new age of defenseman in the NHL. One that well, Quinn him Hughes and him calling. and Dolan, him and him, him and, and Quinn Hughes, uh, and yeah, you can throw Dolan in there as well. Uh, I just more sent for yeah, a McCarr. like a smaller kind of defenseman, the smaller puck moving skilled guy. Oh, Heiskanen uh, is massive. Why say yeah, he's, he's a big. He's why a big I say <laughs> yeah, he, I, he's getting like six foot, isn't he? We're talking Makar uh, and Hughes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Isn't he? Uh, Makar's big too, though. Makar's like six feet tall as well. Isn't he uh, kind of thin though? Yeah. Uh, well, he's nineteen. Ice skin's thin. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So he's that's 19. what I. Sorry, that's what I meant by smaller. Is in like a yeah. kind of um, you know, not a physical kind of defenseman, a purely mm. skilled. Uh, yeah, skating kind of guy. Skating defenseman. Yeah, that's skating, true. Yes. It's so yeah. much different nowadays. There's not the like, you know, it all used to be the hulking, huge, six foot five, two hundred and fifty pound. Like yeah, the blues. Like, look, at, look at the blues. Look yeah. at the blues defensive core. Yeah, that's literally right. what it, it's always yeah. been. He's right? tall, but yeah. he's lanky. He's like one exactly. Like it's different. Robert Bertuzzo. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Robert Bertuzzo. He's still playing. He's. <laughs> he's not bad. He doesn't look bad. What's the Blues? They got Joel Edmondson, who's a massive dude. Robert Tuzo is a massive dude. Colton Paranko, who's a massive dude. 
Alex Petrangelo is like 6'3", massive he's, dude. He's a big like, boy. They're massive, that team. Yeah, they're huge. Vince Actually, Dunn is their smallest smallest defenseman at 6 feet tall, I think. Actually, yeah. Bertuzzo made some headlines in this series uh, with that whole embellishment incident with Essa Lindell. Oh, that, oh that my so, God, that was so bad. Oh, my God, that was can so you Can you suspend someone for diving? Essa yeah, Lindell is on the block right now on my fantasy league. <laughs> yeah, good, good. Get him off my team. I tried to trade for him earlier this year from you, and I, I'm not interested anymore. No <laughs> yeah, thanks. No, no longer. Yeah, uh, yeah no, I um, that was terrible. Oh, that he, was awful. He's I've never seen something that bad before in the playoffs. And he yeah. did it three times. Three. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, I've seen it once bad. But, like, all three of them were, like, up there. Like, yeah. all, all, if you just isolate all three of those dives, they were all terrible dives. Bortuzzo oh knew as well. He's like, all right, if this guy's going to keep diving, I'm just going to keep he, giving he, it to he him. Cross-check, <laughs> he cross-check him and then I put his hands up like, what the fuck is this guy doing? Do it again, same thing. <laughs> oh, that was so, dude. That's my least favorite thing yeah. to like, watch about basketball and soccer is the guys that flop and, oh my God, please do not bring it to hockey. Please. <laughs> Didn't Bar, do, Bar, Bar Down did an episode where they went to like beer league and they played like uh, soccer players. It was pretty funny. Yeah, yeah, that was yeah, funny. It, it actually reminded me of that quite a bit. And then later that game, he almost, he basically flopped again on the game-winning goal. Yeah, mm-hmm. on the maroon thing, mm-hmm. right? Patrick kind of showed them out of the way. Front, and it was a nice, it was a tiny shove, and the guy falls into the goddamn corner, and maroon's wide open in front and puts it home. Like, you can't I do that. I hope his coach sat him down. Maybe he's like, concussed. enough. Maybe he's concussed, and he just can't stay on his feet. He's concussed, <laughs> or he's got broken ankles. Like, I don't know. All there. of the above. <laughs> My, uh, so, now that we've kind of, like, gone into depth, are you guys sticking to your predictions? I know I've kind of said I'm gonna take the I'm gonna switch and go stars and seven. Uh, I don't know, man. That's a, that's tough. Like this has been a fun series. I'm gonna okay. I'm gonna stick with the Blues. I'm still sticking with them. You're gonna stick with the Blues. I'm yeah. sticking with the Blues and seven. I'm sticking with the Stars. I'm pretty sure I had them. Uh, no, you had the Blues. Did I have the Blues? Yeah, I'm swapping to the stars. I'm on the wild card chaos squad as well. Let's go. Okay, yeah, we're drinking the Kool Aid. We're drinking the Kool Aids in. It's really good, Ben. You want some? You know, I would green honestly, flavor. You it's, should... it's lime. It's lime. It's lime flavor. <laughs> you should count it's the really Blues good. as a wild card just because they're literally in last place in January. I I, I think they should deserve to be a part <laughs> of the wild card. So you're drinking you're drinking the blue Kool Aid. We're drinking the green Kool Aid. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Hey, I'm on. Hey, moving on. I'm on the I'm on the wild card bandwagon here for. Colorado still. I'm still riding them hot. I'll tell you that. Huh, yeah, yes. you're on like that. What's the maroon, that? Guy? The maroon. The white. Kool-Aid. The white. You're like on the white flavored, uh, like that that berry, the frozen berry flavor. You know? Hey, like, that, I do like that. I do like that. Yeah, yeah it's like that Powerade Gatorade. <laughs> yeah, that. no, that know. stuff's good. Like the it's cool, real good. That yeah, stuff's my really favorite, good. and I'm gonna ride it all the way, uh, <laughs> all the way to the finals because that's where they're going. No, but uh, the Avs, you know, the Avs and Shark series has been really good. Um, each all the games that each team's won, they've the other team's been clearly more dominant. So I I don't know like exactly how it's gonna all work out. I, I still hope the Avs, I still think the Avs are. But there hasn't really been a game that's been like, oh wow, this has been so close the whole time. It's been kind of dominant performances by both team uh, both teams in the games they've won. I'm uh, still going Avs in seven, but I definitely think it's gonna take seven and uh, you know, I think it's gonna be a really interesting series. It already has been. It's been another physical good series yeah. too. 
Yeah, I'm the same way. I know I said abs in five because I, you know, you guys just hyped me up. So I'm gonna blame you guys for that. Um, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm gonna take it. I'm gonna take That's it. right. You got yeah. pumped up. You started yelling to the mic too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Abs in five, baby. Let's go. <laughs> so I'm, I'm gonna take a step back here. Uh, take a deep breath, and I'm gonna say Colorado in seven. I'm, I'm still gonna drink the the frozen berry Kool Aid. I'm still God. on that track, but I'm gonna go abs in seven. And, <laughs> Your yeah. Kool Aid was um, spiked with a uh, Smirnoff or something at that point. <laughs> yeah, it was. You guys, I don't know what. <laughs> you cut off Zane too. That's right. <laughs> no, he was fuck you. <laughs> Just yeah, all out. Yeah, I uh, was. I was hyped up, man. Well, I, let me just say, I think we were actually robbed of a great series. Uh, Vegas, Colorado would have been absolutely amazing. Oh, yeah. Yes, the series tied at two, but it hasn't been to the level of uh, to what Dallas, St. Louis, or Columbus, Boston has been. Uh, I kind of wish that we that Vegas was still in there. San Jose probably doesn't really deserve to be here. Uh, yeah, they scored four goals on a power play. Good for you guys, but Vegas had that series locked up and ready to go. It, the Sharks are a veteran team, though. They they prevailed in past situations. They just needed, you know, have that one year to get to the cup. You can't count, the, count them out. You know, they they have dominated two games against the Avalanche. They they know how to play. It's a young, skilled, fast Colorado team and a veteran, smart San Jose Sharks team. I wouldn't count them out. I'm going to still say the Avs in seven just because I'm on the wild card chaos squad. But uh, San Jose is not out of this yet. I have to say one more time because every game I watch, it's just unreal. Is Nathan McKinnon, man? Like that guy. Oh my god! So is so explosive. Like, can we can we put him up to your McDavid now? Like, can we? He looks so good. Like every single game, he's on like a seven game point streak right now or something, and it's just he's unreal. Okay, I have I have a question for you guys about that because I was talking to my dad about this the other day, and okay, let's say you're down. You know, like, let's say it's the final minute of the Vegas San Jose series, right? And, mm-hmm. you know, it's, you're, you're down, you're down a goal with 40, 45 seconds left uh, in game seven kind of scenario, right? Okay. Who do you want to send over the boards? Do you want to send McKinnon? And this guy has to, this guy's the guy who's going to score the goal, not set up anybody, right? Mm-hmm. Who do you send over the boards? McDavid or McKinnon? To, uh, to score the goal? To score. He has, he's putting the puck in the net. I'm putting McKinnon. Like I, yeah, I'm I'm doing the same thing. Like McDavid will it might be better at setting up the play, but McKinnon yeah. is a guy that I know has a higher chance of putting the puck in the net. Zane's gonna really. My, my, like I don't know if I'm. I might be crazy about that, but that's just how uh, I feel. As of right now, I'm with you for sure. Yeah, it's not. It's not that far off. I'm still gonna take Connor out of pure loyalty, but I know where you're coming <laughs> from, and I see yeah. what you're saying. Like I'm saying that yes, if you want to like set up the play to put the puck in the net, then maybe McDavid. McDavid's a yep. better op- option. Yeah. But the guy who's gonna score is McKinnon, right? Even his shot, I think his shot is better, and I think he's a little bit better at getting into scoring positions than, than Connor is. He Connor's is good so at finding good at guys. So good at driving the net. Yeah, like he's good at he's really good at sneaking into little areas too, and mm-hmm. using like Rantanen and Landis Cog to like. There's a play that the goal he scored in San Jose where he used Rantanen as kind of a screen mm-hmm. on Burns, and then he had some space behind the net. Oh there, yeah, so. that was sick. Yeah, and, like really, that's just a sorry. Really I good really play, wish right? that we got to see more of that Team North America team with both McDavid and McKinnon and Helmet oh, Phil Matthews in there as well. Like, God. 
God damn Todd McClellan for not knowing how to coach <laughs> a young team. They yeah, should, oh, that yeah. would have been so much fun to see a team yeah. Canada. Well, McKinnon, McKinnon wasn't McKinnon wasn't quite there yet though. Like yeah, he wasn't. Like, last he, he wasn't. Years. He did score that huge goal against Lundqvist, but that didn't oh, end up mattering. Sick. But yeah. it was a great yeah. goal and it was a crazy moment. He wasn't there yet, but McDavid and Matthews I think, were. I think his hands and his IQ is, have finally caught to his speed, though. Like mm. That's the thing that I think was kind of lacking. Because at a junior level, he didn't need to always use that NHL-level speed, right? Like, he was mm, just yeah. faster than everybody. Yeah. And so his game wasn't quite at that – his top speed, like, it hadn't caught up yet because right? he didn't always have to use it. And now I think his – hands and his iq and where to go and how to really use his speed and when to use his speed i've really caught up and allowed him to just take his game to another level and, and i think a, i think i think he's too. the third i think he's the i it, it hurts me to say it but i think he might be past crosby now like i i honestly think he's that good i think like we he's, can wait to see what Crosby does next year. I think Crosby put the team on his back this year and and dragged yeah. them to the playoffs. So I wouldn't go there yet. Yet I gave Crosby the respect of, of Sidney Crosby, and he is you know the second best player in the world. Nathan McKinnon's up there for sure. Fair oh wait, enough. no, it's, I I I agree. well, it's Crosby, know. man. Like you can't yeah, you can't write Crosby, him off. You cannot write him off until he's off. Until he's gone. I, I, and listen, I love Crosby, but what? Just, just because? Of, just because the Avs made it to the second round? What, the what does? Didn't? No, no, no. Just what does Crosby do better than McDavid? Than McDavid control the puck. Or not McDavid? Coordination. Sorry. Uh, then McKinnon control the puck, hand-eye coordination. Leadership. I don't think con- controlling uh, the puck. Really? You think so? Puck control. Puck control. Puck control. I think I think Crosby's caught the up. best McKinnon. player in the league when it comes to puck control, without a well, doubt. He's, re- he's really good at using his his edges to shield his, the puck. I, yeah, I agree. His edges, his body, everything. But, You're not getting the puck yeah, off Sidney Crosby. You might be. You might be right. It's so, so hard to get McKinnon off the puck though, too. Like but, watching but him McKinnon, is so hard. McKinnon has him in speed. I would say his shot, his stick handling. I think his IQ of where to go to score goals. I'm not saying like iq defensively like all complete game but at least in the offensive zone i think mckinnon's has a higher iq but yeah it's, there's other players I, it's with close. a higher there are other players that are better offensively than than crosby who's what fourth in scoring fifth in scoring this year but mckinnon's also pretty good in his own zone now he's mm-hmm. kind of caught up in that regard he's come a long way sure but you you still can't knock Sidney crosby until uh, <laughs> until he's oh, completely so when do off. when when is it okay to it, but it, is it so you're saying it's until he falls off right but i'm saying when do we realize that maybe mckinnon is just a better player next year yeah it's definitely not this year it's definitely not this year when is it okay for crosby still a good player but mckinnon's just better unless okay i'll give you this if nathan mckinnon and the avs win the stanley cup this year and he goes and has a better season than Sidney crosby next season then you can say that he is better than Sidney Crosby. Okay, so then why are we saying that McDavid is better than than Crosby? He hasn't done anything like that. In the playoffs? Well, yeah, look at the rest of his team. Look at the rest of... Outside of Ranson and Landeskill, look at the rest of... Yeah, they've the stepped up this playoffs. They That team have is they? there. Have they? I don't think they have. I think that the first line has carried them. That first line has just been a monster. 
Uh, so I, I that, don't know that, if you can make that, that same The rest of that because... roster is a lot better than the rest of the Oilers roster, without a doubt. Colin Wilson had a goal the other day. Eric Johnson had a goal. Uh, you know, you have Kel McCarr on the point now. You know, like they, that team yeah, has a lot yeah, of good but, pieces. But mm-hmm. let's go. Okay, but not right now. Let's go back to when McDavid had that team when they went to the they, they lost the Ducks, right? Like that that team was probably better in that state than what the Avs are right now. No, they had Milan Lucic, who is, who is absolutely, absolutely amazing. Milan. Yeah, that yeah. he's a big they part of Nuge. that roster. They have Drysaitel. Nuge, they have Nuge was playing Zakara. with everybody who wasn't that great. Yeah, they they had some good pieces and and Connor Talbot looked good. Yeah, Talbot was Connor a good boy. The top of the league. That's when people said, "All right, Connor McDavid is one of the." But so that's what I'm there. saying to you. They, but he hadn't won yet, and we and no so, one gave him that title. No one gave him the yeah, title as number one until the following season when he put up 108 points on that crap team that came next year. No one gave him the luxury of being that number one player. You know why? Sidney okay, Crosby so... won the cup in the Conn Smythe. Yeah, agreed. But, okay. All right, yeah, fair enough. We'll, we'll move on. Um... You, you can't just say that, no, I actually, like you can't just say that McKinnon is so great because he's got the tools. It's, you have to wait until he actually finishes the job and does something there. But he's until done it. Then. He's done it for, this is the third season he's done it now. Isn't it? Is this the second season? Uh, oh, second I'm, season. This is the second season. Okay, yeah. So maybe maybe we do need to wait. That's why I think one more year. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. If he does it, like if he goes and puts up 100 points again next year, I don't see how you can say that. I know. they gotta they gotta get out of the, they gotta get out of this series, and then and put up 100 points next year. And you know what? If they make the finals, not even win the cup, they make the finals and he puts up 100 points next year, uh, and does better than Crosby, then uh, yeah, I'll give him I'll give him the nod. Yeah, like, because I'm not saying that Cros- like, okay, McKinnon is a is a better player all time than Crosby. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying that McKinnon's yeah, right a better now, player right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, I, I get what you're saying, but I still think you know you have to give your respect to Sidney Crosby until he loses it. Yeah, because I'm not saying like I think Crosby or until better... McKinnon goes over the top and proves it. I don't think McKinnon will ever pass Crosby for better player like all yeah, time. I think Crosby's. That's... I think Crosby's like a top five player all time. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. Anyways, okay. So was that the last series that we we had that we were going through? Uh, I think that's the last one. So, yeah. yeah, Boston, yeah. Columbus, San Jose, yeah, Colorado, Dallas. Yep. Yeah. So that's the second round, guys. I have one question: Which sure. wild card chaos squad team has been the most surprising this playoffs? Colorado. Dallas, Colorado, Columbus, or Carolina? Colorado. Probably Colorado, just because they barely snuck in, like barely, barely, like with one game to go, uh, and you know they're. They have the least amount of points out of everyone uh, in the playoffs. If you watched Carolina play this year, you would have understood what was about to happen in the playoffs. They, they had the best record besides Tampa after December in the entire yeah, NHL. Yeah, they were they were yeah. really really good. Yeah, so I'm actually Dallas, Dallas is tempting. Yeah, Dallas is tempting. Now that I looked at it, I was like, because uh. like, wait, where did Dallas come from? They, their owner was calling them out, you know, mid mid season, calling out the best players, like they were. Yeah, you know, St. Louis but, was in last, but I would argue that the organization in Dallas was in a rougher spot. But Colorado also lost like fourteen in a row. This year. not lost fourteen, but didn't win. Columbus, they beat Tampa. They swept them. <laughs> what a we're that? gonna go. Was that? We're gonna choose uh, every team. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's why I'm asking. You know, which 
Which of the I think I'm gonna go squad teams? No, I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna go Columbus because that one is just I I man uh, yeah, I did not see right, that coming. You're right. You're right. Because we just all, because I they beat Tampa. I predicted Flames to lose. I didn't predict Columbus I, to beat. Yeah, you're right. Columbus. Yeah, that has to be Columbus. That roster though. That yeah, but roster. okay. This is why I'm gonna say Columbus because the ro- the roster like I knew they were good, but I didn't think that they were gonna beat Tampa. So I just never thought of them. Right. Yeah. Like it just like that's why they're so surprising to me. Where where I'm like, oh my god. Like now, I wouldn't think of them because I'm like, of course they beat Tampa. Their their roster is really good. They have Duchesne, they have Panarin, they have Bobrovsky, they have Seth Jones, they have Rafrensky, they have Atkinson, they have Pierre Luc Dubois. Like they have all these guys, right? Yeah. But I just never, I don't know. It's just surprising to me. Yeah, I'm gonna change and go Columbus as well. Columbus then Colorado. It's, it's definitely Columbus or Colorado for me too, though, because yeah. I I thought that they were gonna get absolutely walked by the Flames, Columbus or Colorado. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I'll stick with Dallas. I did not see them even coming close to getting out of that Nashville series, and they beat them in six games. I I had Columbus, so I'm gonna <laughs> I'm going. I don't with Dallas. I don't I don't think there's a wrong answer unless you say Carolina. I think Carolina is the wrong answer. So yeah, but I think the other three other teams are pretty. Um, you can take a take a go on any of them. I think it's yeah. okay. Yeah, no, I think that they're pretty even. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Cool. All right, guys. So that's the second round coverage. We're going to like kind of finish up. We're going to talk about some like moves, some other transactions, um, stuff that's happening in the league right now. Um, so where do you guys want to start? Do you guys want to start uh, with the Rangers? Do you guys want to start with some Oilers stuff? Yeah, I want to start. Go ahead, Zane. Well, let's start with the Rangers just because yeah. they made some yeah. some transactions. They actually made some transactions and not just speculation and talk. Uh, so they signed Adam Fox, uh, Vitaly Kravstov. Traded. Well, they traded. Well, they, traded for him, yeah. they traded and signed, I believe. Yeah, they signed him. Yeah. So traded for and signed Adam Fox. They signed Vitaly Kravstov, signed Igor Shestrokin. I uh, probably butchered that, but you know I'll, I'll be Don Cherry there. Uh, Russian yeah, boy in the Shest- KHL. I think it's Shestrokin. Shestrokin? Sestrokin. but good luck cherry ever pronounced so <laughs> so well th- this is kind of weird because so there was a khl tweet where they said goodbye you know basically like it, this sucks we're saying goodbye to Sestrokin. and then there was a rangers tweet where it's like welcome Sestrokin, and they were spelled completely different like one had yeah. a y missing and one had the y oh yeah and some I of think... the russian spellings are really weird yeah but oh. did it like i don't know if it changes if you're saying it in English or Russian, that's kind of what I was talking about. So it's like Evgeny and Yevgeny. Yeah, the Russian ways Yevgeny and yeah. the English ways Evgeny. Is this not the fastest rebuild you've ever seen, though, for a team? Like the trades, the signings, the, the picks, the number of picks they have. Like no, no, Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh drafted one player and they were rebuilt. Okay, that's true. <laughs> the fa- the fastest rebuild that doesn't cruise the generational uh, player Talent. in the draft. Uh, yeah, and they they kind of did it. Well, I can see why this happened. They had a good core. They were just up against a lot of good Metro teams. So what they did is like, all right, we'll just rebuild. They traded away McDonough. They traded away Zuccarello this past year. They had a few guys as well besides McDonough that they traded. They traded guys at the peak of their values and got the most back prospect-wise. And now they're looking at a team with so much young talent coming up that it's going to be impossible for them not to flourish. I think you guys need to pump the brakes. We oh, haven't even really? seen Adam Fox in the NHL. We haven't seen Vitaly Kravtsov in the NHL. 
We haven't seen Chesterokin in the NHL. We haven't seen any of these guys, right? So that's like, true. What is what is Philip Chittle really done? I think he's like a forty. What's his max points? He's so a, he's a young he's a young guy. Like the yeah. give him time. Lee Anderson's there still. still. But they haven't they haven't you know like really made their mark yet. So like I really think everybody oh, needs to they, chill out. There's a lot well, of potential. Sure. There's a but, lot yeah, of that's potential. That's the thing is the potential <laughs> yeah. is unreal. It's off a charge but, for that team. But, you were saying like this is the fastest rebuild ever, right? Like they haven't, right? right. I mean, speculation. Yeah, you have to look at it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. In speculation, yeah. It, like looking at it, and and the draft's gonna help them out. Like they're gonna get a good player in the draft. Like, yeah, sure. The sure the uh, yeah, we can add Kako in there, right? Like, yeah, yes, or or Hughes, whichever one that falls. Um, but still, we haven't seen any of these guys, so I would like to see them, and then I'll make my opinion on... I'll say it's a prediction. The prediction that it might be the fastest turnaround, you know, in recent yeah, history. Especially if, especially if they sign Panarin. Especially if they sign Panarin. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so we... I mean, Panarin comes, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I still think they're missing that, that guy on the back end. Well, that guy on the back end that's gonna... Like who do they have on the back end? That's, they might not be missing if they get. I know they have. Or, uh, they, they have. They have Lung. They have Lundqvist, uh, Niels Lundqvist. They have Keandre Miller in yeah. the system. Now they have Adam Fox. And then they um, also have so, Brady Shea, Neil Pionk, and Anthony. De- sorry, Tony D'Angelo. So who out of those guys is going to step up and be like the number one defenseman? Trade down for Byram. <laughs> that's what. That's that's honestly yeah, what I would say. What's that really? saying? You know, it's a committee. It won't be just I one think, guy. I don't think either. I don't think you give up Kako. I don't. Maybe or, not. Maybe not. But yeah. if 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 their main need is for defense, then they also have Howden as well. Do they have another pick? Do they, do, do they have another pick this year? I don't know, but they have a lot of good assets that they can use to move for a defenseman. Uh, I don't. Yeah, it's a hole. It's the one thing that they probably need is to get that top defenseman. But it's not like they don't have assets to go and acquire him. Yeah, yeah, if they have the twenty fifth pick this year as well, they have two first round picks. Yeah, okay. nice, good for them. So I think that you just take a defenseman twenty five. Probably they also have yeah. two second round picks as well. So that's uh... well, they just gave them both up for Adam Fox. Both of them? That's right. It's a well, it's, it's a second and conditional. Uh, yeah, conditional. yeah, I believe. Right. If, well, two first round picks. I can't remember the that's condition. Fine. I can't. I can't remember the condition on the. Um, I thought it was Fox a second or a third, but. Yeah, the, the no. third goes up to a second if if some conditions met. I, I honestly don't know what, what the condition Probably is. Probably signs or something. I don't know if that's it was it was. He's been science. hyping up Adam Fox. Everybody's been hyping up Adam Fox, and I just I don't know. Like we haven't even seen him play. I've seen there's been a couple guys that have come out of the NCAA that have done well, and they haven't really. And I'm talking like older guys, like not like Quinn Hughes or Kale McCarr or you know the guys who are one and done, but like. More the like the Jimmy Vesey or VC or whatever, you know, like mm-hmm. they never really flourished. Like, you guys know what I'm saying? Like sometimes the the older guys who are in the NCAA, they don't their game doesn't translate very well to the NHL. And I don't know if Adam Fox yeah, Adam enough. Fox is going to be like I think his closest comparable is Will Butcher. Hmm. What do you guys think of that? Will yeah, Butcher's a pretty good fair. defenseman. Pretty good though. Yeah, yeah he, he's good. Sophomore, but he's, yeah, he had but, a sophomore slump year with that terrible New Jersey team that didn't have their MVP. But uh, you know, I, he's a good defenseman. But he's not like a, you know, top D man. Yo, you don't know that he's, he's what, like a second pair guy. Twenty one years old. 
You could no, definitely make Will that Butcher. jump. Yeah, I'm Will talking Butcher? Will Butcher too. He could definitely make that jump up to number one. All right. Well, he's young. We'll have to see. Yeah. Yeah. I just don't see it. I think he's. Ah. Think he's already peaked to twenty-one. Yeah. I don't know if he's got much room in his game up to grow. And this is a guy that has him on his. I have him on my dynasty league fantasy team. So. Hey, well, if you want to trade him, let me know. Well, I don't. Not not in our league. In a different league. <laughs> I have oh, Will Butcher oh. in our league. Oh, sorry. Will Butcher is not 21. He is 24, so he is getting up there. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, he might be peaked out then. <laughs> oh, the truth comes All out. Right, settle down. <laughs> he had a sophomore slump here. He'll be back next year. Yeah. How old is Adam Fox? 20, right? 20? Uh, I think they're 21. Maybe 21. Uh, maybe 21. Like, the, like, this is the Rangers, I think, in the... So, when they signed him... Some, I think it was... Air, was it... Um, Pierre LeBron, I think, tweeted, and he said that he's guaranteed power play time next year, like a like first unit power play time next year, and he's guaranteed. Uh, he wanted to I, sign I there. Why did they top, promise him all this? Top stuff? four. So, well, he could have literally just gone to free agency. Like I want, because he wants to get paid, right? Yeah. No, he wants to so be. I'm just, in, he's I'm, a New York I'm kid. Just, well, but he also wants to get paid. Everybody wants to get paid. We get paid. He's an entry level contract. What are you going to get paid? Bonuses. Well, no. I'm, oh yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. Yeah, deal. He's time to and then he's those. an RFA, yeah, yeah. and then right, they resign right, him. Right. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, like for instance, Jimmy Schultz got paid, I think, like six million dollars for just one year, just so he would his rights would be with the, the yeah. Golden Knights. Yeah. Just for comparables, but um, like I don't know if that's good for his development. I don't know if New York is a good place for him to develop because he's doesn't he's not going to be sheltered. Like he's going to have to step in and you know be yeah. probably the guy on the back end, which is what he wants though. He's obviously pretty confident, dude. Who? Yeah. Are there any veterans on that team? Like true veterans on the New York Rangers? Just besides Lundqvist. Um, I guess Lundqvist will show everyone you know what the what the deal is in New York and keep everyone in line. Yeah, I think hey, who's not not Zuccarello? Who's the other Z? Zabinajad isn't Zabinajad still on that team? Yeah, but he's like twenty six. Is he still young? He's that young? Oh yeah, he's young. Oh, I thought he was old. Oh, they got Mark Stahl. Mark Stahl, yeah. Okay. Mark Stahl oh, yeah, and, yeah. and Lundqvist will keep people in line. Okay, Lundqvist or, is a pretty good dude cocaine. too. I don't know. Well, is Lundqvist <laughs> gonna play next year? Why not? He's yeah, got three more years so. in his deal. Okay, they they got out. Or no, I guess just a stroke and just plays in the AHL for a year. Yeah, this might be this might be Lundqvist last year coming up. Might be, I could see it because they signed just a stroke and right, and they also have Gor- Georgiev. So yeah, it all depends on you know how those two guys do, and um, yeah. this will keep playing might, until those two guys be... push him out. Yeah, which might be next year. Like look at Shostrokin's numbers; they're insane in the in the KHL. They're yeah, nuts. that's true. Are you saying it's a good idea to bring over a KHL goalie and put him in the AHL first and not just make him your starter and give him a $4.5 million extension? Is that what you're saying? Now that you say it, I think some might NHL be a team good that. Cough, Miko Koskinen, cough. Yeah, might be he didn't a play good the, idea to he avoid didn't play that. He played in the KHL. He played in the Liga, didn't he? He played in the KHL. Oh, I thought he was Liga. Okay. Anyways, so that's kind of my our thoughts on the Rangers, I guess. Um, 
Do you guys want to do? Can I just the Oilers? Do, I guess. Let's do Oilers. Yeah. Yeah. We just talked about Kostya. Let's go with the Oilers. Which Which part of the Oilers do you want to do first? Eh? Do you want to? <laughs> There's you, so you, many you, you lead the way. On. You lead the way, my little man. Right, well, let's talk about the GM search. Uh, oh man, what a doozy this has been. <laughs> a supposed to be a long, thorough search from Bob Nicholson, and we are down to three, uh, potentially four names. The first one, actually, let's start with uh, Kelly McCrimmon. He was the front runner. Uh, however, the Vegas Golden Knights did not allow the Oilers to speak to McCrimmon as they were still in the playoffs. McCrimmon ended up getting promoted to the general manager. The Oilers didn't even have a shot at him, and uh, that kind of screwed things up for them. Uh, I think they waited like a week or so after the Golden Knights got eliminated to talk to him and slow down their process. They were actually supposed to have a GM earlier this week, uh, but the whole McCrimmon situation kind of delayed things. And now it's down to a two or three horse race. One is their current interim GM, Keith Gretzky, brother of Wayne, former Edmonton Oilers. If uh, for those oh, who on, don't know, hang on, hang on. Can I, can I introduce the three caveats? Because I don't know if you guys know this, but Zane had a pretty good tweet uh i think it was today that oh yeah go for last it last night introduce um him. so this was zane's tweet and if you don't follow zane you should follow him at zane l96 so he tweeted keith oilers gm candidates keith gresky brother won four stanley cups with the oilers in the 80s mark hunter brother won three stanley cups with the oilers <laughs> in the 80s or ken holland bobby nick's buddy from hockey canada <laughs> it is a, a very interesting list uh as an Oilers fan, I'm going to support whoever the general manager is. I'm not actually happy with this list, though. Ken Holland was has not done anything in a cap era. Uh, you know, all of his success has come pre-cap, and then the one cup that came you know, slightly after the cap was introduced. Mark Hunter, what was he, a London Knights, uh, the owner or general manager for the London Knights, and you know what do you do in the in the chl you trade a bunch of picks for top players and you go win the championship with your unlimited resources that is london knights the, not that impressive you ride coattails in toronto uh sure you can learn some things about analytics uh from them and and hopefully apply that so i'm not fully against mark hunter but i it's just not that impressive uh for me and then the last one's keith gretzky and uh, surprisingly, he's actually my favorite out of the three, just because of the other two. Uh, Keith Gretzky, you know, you could say he was the right-hand man to Shirelli, but, you know, every executive is his own guy. I don't think that he was fully on board for all the moves Shirelli made. I, I think that he's a smart guy. He knows the hockey world really well, considering who he is, and... Uh, he's well respected amongst the the hockey world, and I think that he can use that to his advantage. I right, think Keith Gretzky. I think it's going to be Holland that get hired, honestly. Oh, probably. Yeah. It'll probably get be Ken Holland. That's my guess. The Oilers are are terrified of the outrage that will come if they hire Keith Gretzky full time to be the GM, general manager, just because. Yeah. They don't want old boys clubs in there, and and. Can I give Can I give my take here? Yeah, go for it. It's gonna be Keith Gretzky, and I don't think the Oilers are gonna have a choice because I don't think Mark Hunter wants the job. I don't think Ken Holland's gonna want a job. You don't think they want it, really? No, they want it. Mark no, Hunter's been I back so. a couple so, times now. No, I don't think they do because Ken Holland was ranked, I think, twenty seven out of thirty one for I think it was last year GM voting for best GM. 
I think his tenure or his career of being a GM, like he needs, he really needs to succeed with the next team he goes to. And I don't know if the Oilers present the best case for him to go in and really make his mark. And like, you know, there's not a lot you can do with the Oilers because of that Lucic contract. And there's a couple of other things, right? And that's exactly why the same, I don't think Mark Hunter is a very good fit for the Oilers either, because you just talked about how Mark Hunter is used to having all these resources with the Lennon Knights and be able to make all these moves. He's not going to have that luxury with Oilers. He's going to step in and he's going to be cap crunched and he's going to, you know, have to kind of get creative. So I think maybe Keith Gretzky, he's probably the best choice and he's probably the only guy that's going to, I think, really want the job because Seattle is an option, guys, we have to remember, right? That's they don't hide their GM. So Mark Hunter and Ken Holland might think, hmm, maybe I should, we should put, I should put my hat in, you know, that job and just wait. So because... I actually want to talk about an interview that Brian Burke did. And, and Burke said that if he was looking to get back into the hockey executive business, he would be parked outside of Bob Nicholson's house fighting for that job. And, uh, you know, this isn't a this isn't an organization that where you can come in and have full power over with unlimited Daryl Kate's money and Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl. What do you have to do? Shed a Lucic contract, shed a Russell contract? And then what? Go from there? Yeah, that's easy. That's not easy. How do you get rid of that Lucic contract? Well, I think a deal is already pretty much done. I And that's kind of no. why... That's kind of why... No, here we go. Let's go let, before be you even general get manager to, no, Hold on, hold on. Oh. Let me finish this off. Oh. I kind of want Keith Gretzky to, to become the general manager because I think he's already got a deal in place for Milan no. Lucic. We've heard no. some interviews with both Lucic and the Vancouver Canucks, Louis Erickson, that they're both, you know, looking for a change. Lucic said that he sees himself playing for the Canucks and Louis Erickson was getting pissed at Travis Green. They, both those guys are on very similar contracts. Lucic one oh. year less or one year more than Louis Erickson. More and you can't move them. You can't, you can't put them up for expansion. There's, okay. Yeah, the, the expansion part is where things get tricky. Uh, I think it would have to be Lucic completely waives his no movement clause in this yes. trade to the point where, you know, he would then be eligible to be taken in the expansion draft. And when you're going from Vancouver to Seattle, it's not that crazy. No. Uh, I know, you know, Lucic is a family and it's hard to uproot um, anywhere you go. But, you know, I, th- I think this is a deal that's possible and, and might actually happen. Okay, I got, I got two things. One, the talk on Louis Erickson, uh, his interview with the Swedish reporter talking about Travis Green. Uh, that was today. And, I mean, so I, I looked at it and, it, oh, I was so pissed off. But I looked at it and uh, <laughs> I, guess, I guess Google Translate makes it look worse than it really was. But As I it always does with your – I don't give a videos. shit. I don't care. There, Louis Erickson should not be complaining at all. The guy is getting paid $6 million to go out there and not break a fucking sweat. Like, he doesn't do anything. He's had his opportunities. Travis Green had him with Pedersen to start the year. Willie Desjardins had him with the Sedins. He doesn't do anything. He, he's he been given all his opportunity. He should not be bitching about anything. Like, I read that and I was like, are you actually kidding me? This guy who literally coasts, he had like, I think he had like four hits the whole year. Four! Uh, it's just, the guy, he's useless. And if the trade is going to happen, I it has to be, a, a, like, Lucic has to shed his no movement clause because the only thing Louis Erickson does is kill penalties at a decent rate so I'll so take is that it. it 
I will take it if Lucic sheds his no-movement clause so we can put him up for expansion. I will take it. And if okay, he doesn't, hold on, and if he doesn't? No, no, there's no way. An extra year. You just shat like, all over Louis Erickson right there. Yes. And you still won't take that deal. No, because Lucic is so bad. He's okay, so okay. bad. Can, can, the, can the neutral guy... I'm Switzerland over here. No, we're not done. We're not done. (laughs) Oh, oh, okay. Milan Lucic. What does Lucic do better than Erickson? A lot of players benefit from a change in scenery. Yes, and I agree. That's Lucic in his hometown. After time has passed from the whole Boston situation, time heals all wounds. (laughs) (laughs) I think that a change of scenery might do him some good. It's not like Lucic is slow. He has actually improved his speed over the last few oh, years, and he's, he's come pretty, into camp uh, more conditioned. It's his hands that aren't that great, but I think you can get him to go in, play a third-line role, and be in a super effective player. You have that $6 million contract in Erickson already. You know, why not make that swap And over? if And if he moves his no-movement clause, if he, if he like, can erase that, I'm all for it because I'm so sick of Louis Erickson. I'm all for it, and Lucic will be fine in a... You know, put him on the third, fourth line with Beagle or something. He's probably not going to put up points, whatever. He is a deterrent. Uh, you know, we lost Gabranson, who the only thing he did at a half-decent rate was fight people. So we, we, we could use one of those again, and I wouldn't mind him replacing Erickson because I think, at least Lucic, I think he tries. Louis Erickson, I swear to God, I don't think he puts in any effort on the ice. So uh, if Lucic is willing to take his no-movement clause away, I will, I'll take it. I'll, Erickson really is will. three years older as well. Yeah. Yes, and yeah, so that's what I got to say. Grayson, let's hear the neutral side. So I think you guys are looking at this from the wrong perspective, and I'm going to side with Ben on this one, but I'm going to go even farther and say that if the Canucks trade in any capacity for Milan Lucic, their GM should be fired on the spot. I don't care if he waves his no-move trade or anything. Like, you just you don't take that guy because – of it's a year shorter contract. Louis Erickson oh, kills I penalties. About that. That's right. Yeah, he he's he kills penalties, and Louis Erickson is way easier to move to a different team. Like if a team's looking to take a cap to take a player, um, take a player and like you know kind of do like a cap dump situation. I think Louis Erickson is way easier to trade away than, than Milan Lucic is, right? Yeah, and you don't neither of your teams want a bad contract on you. And this this is the same goes for Oilers. Oilers should not trade for Louis Erickson. Instead, they should try to shed the... Or if they do trade for Louis Erickson, they should try to flip him right away because the whole point of trading Lucic or Erickson is to get that money off of your books, yeah. not to get another bad contract onto your books. Well, guess... So this, 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 this isn't a situation where it's like, mm, maybe they'll work somewhere else because... <sighs> I'm sorry to say, watching both these guys play, they're not. It, yeah. It's not going to be some magical fix where one guy goes to the Oilers. Like, Milan Lucic played with McDavid. He's now going to go play with Pedersen. It's not no. going to make him any better. If he comes to play with Lu- Pedersen, Louis I'm freaking... Louis Erickson has played with Pedersen, right? Yeah. Going oh, and playing yeah. with McDavid, it's not going to be any magical different thing. Yeah. I mean, I think McDavid's a better player, but he's not going to all of a sudden make Louis Erickson fantastic. How many, times, how many times has... Elias Pedersen been hurt this year twice, three times. Uh, twice. Yeah, twice. And yeah, I mean they're, they're both. Matheson was just. I mean anyone's gonna get hurt. Okay. By and neither of, them, them. neither of them were actually freak <laughs> accident. It was him getting out just manpowered. 
No, the Kokaniemi well, one was a freak uh, accident. was freak accident, and, and the Madison one was dirty. Like, he got suspended two games, so it's not like it was okay. clean. Has anyone done that to Connor McDavid since Milan Lucic joined the Oilers? No, and see, that's that's the only reason I, I would be like, okay, yes, because no one stood up for Pedersen, and dude, oh, I was so pissed off when that happened. Like, if I, we, we should have been recording that. I would go, screaming. Milan Lucic will literally go out of his way on the ice to go take down someone that's yeah, taken out like his that. team. I do like okay. that. Okay, that's, that's a bad look, though. Like, you... So you have Jake for Dan for Tannen on the Canucks. Oh, he's, he's literally a... he's literally Milan Lucic, but no, all no, he, no, like, no, 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 hold on, he's not hold, hold on, no, 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 let me let me finish. He's the way he plays the game right now is like Milan Lucic. He's a power forward. He's a good skater with a decent shot. Actually, I don't know if Lucic is a great shot, but he's got a good shot. I think for fight. him to continue, for him to continue in the NHL, he's gonna need to develop that mean. I'm gonna be the, yes, like, yes. I'm gonna I'm gonna be the guy that you have to go through on the Canucks. Like for him to stay on that team, he's gonna have to be the guy where it's like you have to go through me to get to them because that. He, I think we've I don't seen think he has an ism. Where, I don't think he has an ism. And I think that he's gonna okay. get traded. Okay, well then he's gone, or he gets taken in the expansion draft. Probably that's probably. I bet we get rid of him before that. All right. Anyways. Anyway, that doesn't matter. Even if he's not the guy. It's really easy to find those guys for way cheaper than it is for Lucic. I don't. Right. I don't even know if Lucic should be in the league anymore. No. Well, I, like to, to, <laughs> I, I, to I, honestly, I don't even know if he should be a fourth liner. To, to preference all of this, it's not going to happen. I'll tell you. Sorry, Zane. This, it's about to happen. Is, the only reason no. the only reason it hasn't happened is because the Oilers don't actually have a general manager right now that is no, allowed to it's make not that gonna move. Happen. The the funny thing is the team that's interested in Louis Erickson, like actually interested in Louis Erickson, which is just just ridiculous, is the Ottawa Senators. Like I read an article that they actually like have a potential trade offer. They're gonna give they're gonna shoot the Canucks. Yeah, they yeah, need that's exactly. That, but but that's that, exactly that's my point. Where Louis Erickson is way easier to trade because he doesn't have the no, the, the full no move yeah. clause than Lucic. He's also so three years Canucks, older though. Like he's three years older, and yeah, it's one less year. But but, but he's easier. He's way easier. To, to, to trade of, because yeah. that one year makes a massive difference, and he yeah. also kills penalties. <laughs> like, let's stress this. Yeah. He's, a, he's a serviceable third or fourth line guy. He, he is. What Lucic. does he stand out there in the penalty kill? Like, was uh, the Canucks penalty kill even that good this year? It was on Ottawa. It was, it was, honestly, it was it was decent. We went on they went on a bad stretch, but overall, the Canucks PK was pretty pretty decent. I, I think I think Lucci should be fine on the Suns too if he waves his no move control clause. But the bottom line is. These teams, you, you two need to stop talking because it's bad for both of you. It's just not <laughs> no, good for either I'm of you. Fine oh, that's the good news. The bottom line is it's not going to happen. There's no it's way like, this trade happens. It's like two couples, and like they broke up with their 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 you know partner because they're both nuts, and then those both nuts partners are going to go date. It's just not. It's not good. Like, hey, it's just, it's if, stay if I can have a team next year that has no Louis Erickson and no Lucic, count me in. I'd rather have neither of them, and I don't want Lucic. I think, I think that should be happen. the goal for both of you guys. Yes, is get rid of both of those I guys. I think we'd man. have to give up too much to get rid of Lucic. You're going to have you're gonna have to do it, man. So, therefore, just... a Lucic for Erickson swap is our best bet. I, I liked your... Um, Jim Benning will be fired. Where you had, like, you had Pugliarvi with going away with... I had um, Pugliarvi and Lucic together going away for whatever you can get back, whether it's a second-round okay. pick or something like so that. So I'll give you yeah, Louis, I, Louis Erickson in a third or a fourth. No, I, I'm not fourth. taking Erickson back when you're like, setting Pugliarvi. What, what about this? <laughs> what about, what about like Jake Vertanen packaged with Lucic? Like, give, me, give me your first or, this or, year. And, but I can't and have... You can't have Erickson and Lucic. There's no way. 
What if what if you guys swapped uh, like Vertanen and Poyarvi and then did like the Lucic and Dove thing? And give us your pick this year. <laughs> no, but without the Vertanen pick... went fifth overall. Poyarvi yeah, went fourth overall. It's not Vertanen's a, a bust. It, Vertanen, yeah. I bet so this year. Yeah, I think Poyarvi still has. I think Poyarvi still has more potential than Vertanen. He just had surgery on his hips, man. Yeah, but yeah, and he's gonna do, I don't think Vertanen. Vertanen doesn't have this, the drive. I don't Shotgun think. Shotgun Jake, he's got a. Oh, I love, I love it, I love it. And <laughs> he was, he looked great to start the year, and then he disappeared for like literally All half right. of it. Anyway. All right. Okay. Bottom line is. It's not happening. Stay, stay, stay away from each other. Bottom crazy. line is the trade's not gonna happen. I'm you sorry. Crazy GM. Too. If it, if it does. If it does, then GM, then Jim Benning needs to be fucking canned, right? As it happens. I'll, hey, I'll call him myself. Please. I'll fire him myself. So if you get Lucic and the no movement clause stays, then Benning gets fired. But if the new movement I have no clause idea. goes, then it's Why fine. Don't... Yeah, I think he still probably gets... I don't know. I. It's a tough situation. I don't mind Lucic just because that we don't have that bruiser. But, you know, it's a good point that Erickson at least is, is easier to get rid of. So These two teams have made a similar deal at the trade deadline. Sam Gagne for Ryan Spooner, both guys that they were ready to part ways with and, right, and swap Spooner one for one. Spooner needs to be gone too. That guy's useless. Yeah, the same thing's going to happen. Funny. What about this? Why don't you guys trade those two players and trade GMs while you're at it? No, we need... We don't have Mike, a GM. Bring Mike Gillis back. <laughs> okay, yeah. Well, All right, well, well. That, that's our thoughts there. We're going to finish up with uh, some Toronto stuff, of course, because we got to have some Toronto stuff in there, but... We just want to talk about Marner for a bit and his whole contract situation. Uh, we're just going to touch on this pretty lightly. but So, you know, I, I kind of listened to the Steve Dangle podcast, uh, and they had Chris Jost on there, and he had some thoughts where he basically said, you know, it's not far-fetched to see a world where the Maple Leafs trade Marner uh, because at the end of the day, they can only, you know, probably afford to pay him about $10 million, and if he doesn't want that money, he doesn't think it's good enough, he's going to leave. So... What are your guys' so, thoughts on that? My like, question is, why do you trade them? Well, they don't have enough money. So just qualify and qualify the offer. Wait till someone yeah. gives them more than $8 million and take your four first-round picks and be on your way. Yeah, that's honestly the better four, option. You're not going to get more leaves. than four first-round picks back in a trade. But nobody's going to do that. Nobody will qualify him. He's just going to send Then there. you wait till Mitch Barter takes the money. But he won't. I don't think that's he's gonna hold I mean, I out and be know, gone for the entire know, year like a I know like what a you're saying but as as he sits out his value decreases and his development decreases right exactly and he, saw, and he, he saw what happened with William Nylander this year he's not gonna let that happen to himself uh, he will sign first day of training camp if he's not moved yeah, probably, probably and if someone honestly. offers sheets him you take your four first round picks and you'd be on your way you don't need to make a trade you're not gonna get more value than four first round picks back and then you and then at the deadline you can trade some of those picks for someone to replace them for a defenseman yeah I, I guess so but okay if if you let him just walk away for um an offer sheet right and you're going to trade for a defenseman are the is mitch marner more valuable than those first four, those four first round picks or is the four first round picks more valuable because they're not in the same year, they're like successive, right? Yeah, over time, yeah. you know, the four so you, four picks maybe like more. But if you're trading for like a, a guy, like like let's just say you're you're trying to make a hockey deal, right? Like let's say you're trading for Drew Doughty, 
I mean, okay. are the LA, would the LA Kings rather have Mitch Marner or four first round picks? I think they'd rather have Mitch Marner. No, they'd rather have four first round picks. Yeah. No, I would. I would take Mitch Marner. I don't think they're rebuilding yet, so probably Mitch Marner. Yeah, well, they, they, I think they are. They're like retooling, right? Which is why I think. But a team like Ottawa, like if Ottawa was trying to acquire Marner, or you know, e- ev- my point is that everybody fears the unknown, right? So, right. Like those first four, those first fourth round picks. They, who's to say they're even going to be good fourth round or first round picks because they're going to have Mitch Marner. Yeah. So yeah, you, they're going to be late first round picks probably wherever he goes. So wouldn't you just rather have Mitch Marner? Mm, I, I would. I would rather just trade. This I would time, rather this time trade probably, Mitch Marner. Yeah, yeah. I think you're going to get more for Mitch Marner than the four first round picks. Is my point. That's Pro- I guess if you're counting like if you're going to. If you're gonna make a trade, you're gonna get probably two first round picks and a prospect then, and you know maybe that's more valuable in the end. Because let's let's look at some teams that would offer sheet him, right? What teams in the NHL could offer sheet Mitch Marner? Vancouver. I mean, I think the Carolina Hurricanes could. Yeah. Vancouver. Um. Hey, if the Toronto Maple Leafs Maple Leafs are gonna take a trade for Mitch Marner, then you do that. You don't give up for four first round freaking picks. What do you mean? Like if they're willing to accept a trade for lesser value than four first round picks, then pull the trigger. Wait, you're saying that's a good thing to do that or a bad thing? It's a good thing for a team acquiring Mitch Marner to trade for him instead of offer sheeting him. I think the offer sheet is cheaper, though. I really do. Four first-round picks, man. But they're all... Okay, let's... So, my point is, if he goes to a team like Carolina, right, who's already stacked in their AHL system, they don't need the first four, the first picks, right? Yeah. They offer sheet him 12 and a half. He accepts, goes there. Carolina is going to the Eastern Conference Final this year. Now you add Mitch Martner. Let's say they make the they're like a Stanley Cup contending team, no? Yeah. So these picks are gonna be like twenty five and under. Yeah, you still tell need me, those twenty five. Tell me how you still need tell those. me how many of those picks are gonna be worth if you take four take four twenty fifth picks and add them together, are they as valuable as Mitch Martner? I don't think they are. That's the point I'm trying to say is yeah. that Mitch Marner, it's not that like, yeah, four first round picks sound great on paper, but he's going to that team and he's going to make that team better. And he's going to make those picks worse. If yeah. you can line up the salaries and everything for four years and be, and know for a fact, you're going to have a super competitive team for four years and you have your core locked up and you don't have any Lucic's or anything like that, then yeah, okay, maybe then and only then, but you have to be sure, otherwise that can go sideways real quickly. Well, I, I'm, I'm going to say right now, I don't see any way there's, like, Marner will 110% be offersheeted by the Carolina Hurricanes, like $12 million. They have so many players on good contracts. They need a forward. Their D is so good, and it's locked up for a while. Um... And their their AHL system is stacked. They have so many good players down there. They don't need any more picks. They're stacked. Their pick this year isn't isn't that great, so it doesn't really matter because they're going to the Eastern Conference Final. Um, It wouldn't be the pick this year. Or sorry, not this year, but but next year probably again with Marner will be just as like it's going to be a late pick. So, and I know Chris Johnson said basically the exact same thing. If he's not signed by i can't remember the, i think it's july is it july 1st 
Uh, when can you start offer sheeting? I think it's yeah, July, July 1st, 1st. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, he said if he's not signed by July 1st, he will get offer sheeted the next day, 100%. There's no, like, and he said by at least 10 NHL teams. Like, even the New York Rangers can offer sheet him, right? Yeah, that's true. Then they get Kako and Marner. That team is terrifying. <laughs> that team is absolutely terrifying. The Ottawa, the Ottawa Senators could offer sheet him. That team is ter- like that. Then they have Tuchuk. They got uh, Colin uh, White. They got um, Drake Batherson, Mitch Marner. Like that, they got tons of guys. They got Shabbat. They got Brandstrom. Right? Uh, Melnick's not spending to the cap any in the next two. He years. would for Mitch Marner. I guarantee you would for Mitch Marner, just because Mitch Marner is Mitch Marner, and the Ottawa Senators would be stealing the other Ottawa. T- Ontario team's be- like one of their best players. I don't think Eugene Why wouldn't you do has that? money right now. Yeah. That's like true. He literally he doesn't have enough yeah. money to do that. But if you if they got Mitch Marner, he might make money to pay for him. Make money how? Like he's sell tickets. Ottawa fans would buy would buy tickets if Mitch Marner is going to play. To what Any arena? They they live in like the arena is like two hours away. Yeah, they couldn't even I, get I guy, they couldn't even get people I to show up in the playoffs. Think... I think people will drive to see Mitch Marner, and I think they'll get an arena. I do. Like, that team will get an arena. Not with Mel- Melnick at the helm. Home. I don't think I'll ask for discussion if you for get another Mitch day. Marner. That, that, that's a discussion for something else. But my point is, at the end of the day, I do think that Mitch Marner is more valuable as an asset than the four first-round picks you would get from the offer sheet. Just because he's Mitch Marner and he's proven commodity, he's an, a star player in the NHL, and I think he deserves to be the the tied with probably Kane at least for the highest played put highest paid winger in the NHL. Yeah, that's true. At, at the very least, I think it's a good. Point. I think he's. I think because I, I mean I would probably pay him more just because he's younger and he has room to grow. Yeah. So. But yeah, I mean I think there's at least ten teams we could go over that that could sign him and you could say yeah that's a playoff team. Yes, yeah. agreed. Thank what you. if the what if the Abs offer sheet him? Yeah, that's all true. That's that is. That is horrifying. Yeah. <laughs> so it's true. Yeah. Like the Avalanche don't need any more picks. No. They're fine. <laughs> they're 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 set. Yeah. That's they got McKinnon scary. on a good track on a good contract. They got Linus Cog on a good contract. I think they got Ranton on a good contract too, don't they? Mm-hmm. So what do you do if you're Toronto? You gotta you gotta pay him and you gotta, yeah, you gotta, you gotta sign him. You gotta you gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta I I mean I think you gotta sign him, but I don't think that makes the team better. I don't know. This one's tough. I th- I would I th- I hate to say this, but I think I would trade Tavares. Maybe. <laughs> I don't think you trade Tavares. See, they're making a move. They're capping. So so they can either they can. I think the option is they get rid of. Trade Mar- they gotta get rid of Marlowe. Trade Nylander. Captain and... uh, Johansson. Wow. Okay. Hold on. You gotta keep Ron one of those two. And Garner. No. No. Hold on. So those seven guys I just listed are kind of like the guys on the bubble right now where it's like we don't really know what's going to happen with them. So that's a lot of money tied up in all those guys. So Gardner's probably gone. I don't know what's happening with Hainsey. Uh, Marlowe has one year left, and he has a full no move. So they can't – if he doesn't want to go, they can't do anything about that. Kapanen and Johansson are due for raises. Kadri gets to spend in the playoffs every year, so <laughs> I don't know why you pay him. And then Nylander is – I mean, I – 
all there's so many Leafs fans backing that guy, and there's so many of them. It's like a civil war in Leafs Nation of what to do with Nylander. So, I can tell you right now that the Hurricanes would love to have Nylander too. Like mm-hmm. the, the Hurricanes right now are in this Eastern Conference semifinal, and they're staring at the uh, Leafs, and they're like, "Yeah, we'll take Kapanen, we'll take Johansson, we'll take we'll take all your problems, man. Just here, give them to us. I, I we have, think we you have trade defenseman you can both Kapanen and Johansson, and then then Dubis needs to go if that's the case. Yeah, I know, but they they are they are they're they're going to be hurting in, in the cap world, so they got to do something. They got to do something. Yeah, I just think they still got to sign Mario in the end. All right, so Ben thinks I should sign Biner. Zane, what do you think? I think you trade Nylander. Yeah, you promised him that you would uh, keep him, but... Nylander is not enough. That's, that's still not enough money. He's only $7 million. You got to trade somebody else, too. Why? They don't have because... another $4 million to pay Marner? No, because you got to sign another defenseman. Oh, no, you run, without a, you run without a defenseman for a year. <laughs> okay. <laughs> they got to win next year, man. They got to they gotta get out of the first round next year. They have to, or that... Why? If you have it's your guys be, locked up, it's gonna be. If they don't get out of the first round next year, do you know what's gonna happen? Gonna They're gonna come back the next year. But there's gonna be riots. There's gonna be no people are gonna boycott. You come back the next They're year without winners. a Marlow contract and you pay a defenseman. Yeah, fair. Who's enough. even in? Who's even in the the defenseman pool right now that they can afford? It's not gonna be Eric Carlson. Maybe they'll get a, like a Tyler Myers yeah, or someone. There's but there's guys. gonna be someone there's next like, year. Well, the thing is, right? If you trade Marner. And you keep all your guys. You could sign Truba, and you could sign like you could is probably Truba an RFA? Gardner, or is he UFA now? He's UFA. So there's Truba, and there's Tyler Myers, there's Gar- Ooh, Jake Gardner, there's yikes. So there, there is like a there's a debate like if they get some better defensemen, do they really need Mitch Marner? Yes. I mean. Let's see who who's coming up next year. Alex Petrangelo isn't he a Toronto boy? Okay, if they trade Marner for for Doughty and they have Doughty on their team in the back end, no, the are Kings not, aren't trading are, are Doughty. They... Where, where are you going with this? Like, oh, no, Chris Johnson said nah. you should. You should nah. Everybody out there, you should listen. You should listen to the podcast for Steve Dangle too, and they talk about Chris Johnson said that there was a trade being made in it. They were Kyle Dubas was discussing a trade in the middle of the year where he was trying to offload a bunch of assets to clear cap room for a massive name to come to uh, Toronto. And he said that the feeling he got where there was a couple players was PK Subban and yeah. uh, Drew. I think he's talked about Drew Doughty. And then there's one other name I can't remember. So okay. I don't think it's actually far-fetched. I guess we'll see. I think you have a better shot just waiting out a year, seeing what that team can do without a gardener like defenseman. And then filling up your holes the year after that, you know, you, this is a, a long con and not a win right now situation for Toronto. Yeah, you know what? They need to make it out of the first round, but would you rather them make it out of the first round this year or make it out of the first round for the next two to seven years after that? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, for sure. Well, why don't you guys let us know? Uh, you know, give us maybe tweet at us. Uh, and let us know what what would you do with Marner? Would you yeah. trade him? Would you sign him? How would you handle that situation? Let him get offer sheeted. Um, let us know what you think. And we're gonna wrap it up for this episode. Hold on, it's gone hold a on, longer. Grayson. Before you wrap up, there's one thing. The Carolina Hurricanes Twitter account tweeted uh, this hilarious GIF of uh, Dougie Hamilton patting Brock Nelson on the head. 
in oh, the handshake no line. Way. Oh yeah, he patted Did him on the head. Actually? Just, yes, yeah, yeah. If you go to their Twitter account, go look at it. It says "We won tag too." That's their that's their caption. It's Brock or it's uh, Hamilton patting Brock Nelson on the head. Well, that's <laughs> that is that's awesome. That is awesome. That's a perfect. You know what? Yeah, that's a way to go out right there. A bunch yep. of jerks. Yeah, a bunch of jerks. Absolutely living up to the yep, name. Yeah, it actually happened. Oh, man. <laughs> okay, guys. Well, we'll see you next week. Uh, we'll probably talk about what happened in the next the yeah. second round. And we'll, you know, give her, and we'll have yeah, that we'll guest. Do. We'll have the special guest. Yes, yes. So look forward to that, and we'll let you know what's happening on the next round. Again, thanks uh, a lot, guys. And make sure you follow us at uh, HockeyHevPod on Twitter. Uh, to you know get all our episodes and all that and give us a follow on itunes too we really appreciate it thanks guys see you next week